0: It is that time of the week again, another round rolls around and it's time for NBL now on a Friday to get you primed for a weekend of hoops. There's a familiar name back in the NBL, it's some different colours though, we'll touch on that. Does Kuat Noy really have such a claim to the best player off the bench this season? And there's a busy slate of weekend games and a big news week in the NBL. Let's jump into it on NBL now. Happy Friday. Another round is upon us. And there's so much to talk about as always. Joel Peterson and Liam Maria with you. Good morning, Liam.
1: Morning, Joel. Uh, I always enjoy talking to you on a Friday morning, mate, because there's always a, an air of excitement about, isn't there? The, the, sometimes we will have tipped off the round the night before. Tonight, we're Today we're about to tip it off out west tonight. And um, you
0: just don't know what's going to be around the next corner. And there's always plenty happening uh, during the week as well. So a bit of that to start this morning. Uh, Daniel Johnson's back in the NBL. We discussed earlier in the season, will he come back and help out the 36ers in, in their early season struggles? He is back, but he's playing for the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a bit weird seeing him in those colours, isn't it? Now, of course, people have been around for a while. Remember that, you know, he started his NBL career in Melbourne. With the Melbourne Tigers, so um, kind of almost a full circle situation for DJ. W- what's he been doing, Daniel Johnson? Has he been chilling? Like, <laughs> there's been no, you know, I would have loved to have seen some hoodie DJ kind of vision in the in recent times with him working out and the like. Fascinated to see w- what kind of you know, fitness and form he rolls out in. But I think as a savvy pickup by Tommy Greer and, and Mike Kelly and the Phoenix, you know, you need a little helping hand and um, a big guy off the bench um, is 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 going to be helpful in this situation, especially when it can be a guy who is just a proven scorer, a 400-game player, uh, one of the top 30 scorers of all time in NBL history, and, you know, he's still ready to lace them up. And just quietly, the schedule breaks, breaks pretty perfectly here for this situation. Yes, a throwdown coming this weekend, but then Adelaide, in Adelaide, on the schedule for the Phoenix
0: ahead of the FIBA break, and uh, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll recognise him uh, pretty fondly. The Adelaide crowd, maybe for a little while. I think there'll be a couple of, uh, there'll be a couple of. Years. might be Murray the Magpie running around uh, giving him a little bit throughout. Hey, in, in fact, that's a good call. If there was ever a moment for like a video montage
1: on the big screen from an NBL team for a returning player, that's Daniel Johnson
0: next Friday night. Just be late in the game, on the block, turnaround jump shots, big threes. It'd be a good highlights reel, I reckon, that DJ provided the 36ers fans over the years. So that will be a little bit of a weird experience. Kuat uh, Noi came out yesterday and, and made some interesting comments to AAP around the sixth man uh, race. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting award every year just because of the, the the notion of the roles that that those players that are eligible for that award play. Um, he's come out and said, well, I think I'm one of the top contenders, if not the top contender. Do you agree? <laughs> oh, I love Quartinoy.
1: How can you not love Quartinoy? In fact, what he said was beautiful. He's very, very quotable, and the way he put it was nice. He said, I got that six-man award in my pocket. So I love the confidence from Quartinoy. Hey, he's been super impactful. He he really has, and he's the, the Mahmoud Abdel Fattah has got him in a really nice role and a nice headspace as a guy to come out and have an impact. Is he one of the major contenders? Absolutely, he is. But I tell you, there are some other very good players that are coming off the bench, either regularly or semi-regularly at the moment. Like, I look at a guy like Ian Clark. Now, he's injured right now, but, man, he's been super impactful off the bench, 14 points per game. Finn Delaney, Jordan Usher now is trending in, in that direction. Uh, Pat Miller has started all his games for the tight bands to this point, but I suspect that'll flip around when he comes back with Taron Armstrong in the lineup. And then you've got those next stars like Bobby Clement and Alex Saar, who have been doing a fair bit of that as well. So it's going to be a fun award to watch. And uh, I hope Kwat Noi keeps champagneing
0: and campaigning he didn't stop there he said he'd like to win an NBA mvp before the end of his career big bloke in brisbane too a baines i think he might force his way into that discussion as well if uh, if he keeps going off the bench you think tyrell harrison's going to hold that spot i think if it's, if it's working then then roll with it okay bannon and harrison in that in that role you know whether baines starts every every game along the stretch or they go back to that and yeah, I think that'll be an interesting one, but he could he could be one who's really in that conversation if Justin Shuler does um, roll on with that. Uh, a couple of eagle-eyed people would have seen, Liam, over the last couple of days, uh, NBL CEO and COO Dave Stevenson and Vince Cravelli, just uh, touring Darwin, just going up for some, some sun in the top north. The expansion continues to be um, certainly on the table. Definitely on the table, yeah.
1: And very interesting to see those two guys up in Darwin because, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about other spots, specifically the Gold Coast with the Blitz having been there in pre-season. So, you know, we're all kind of eager to find out where the next franchise will be based. And it's very interesting to see, as you say, the CEO and the COO of the league up there in Darwin having those conversations. I mean, that says to me... That Darwin, despite having maybe gone
0: a little quiet in recent times, is 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 not off the table. Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see where that goes from now as well, because there's clearly a, clearly the desire is there to explore the options. Just what those options are is uh, is the question. But of course, Darwin hosted the Blitz a couple of years ago. Gold Coast hosting the Blitz this year, and uh, and both have really passionate basketball communities. Um, let's turn our attention to the games. For this round, so uh, it's a, I guess it's a bit of a different round, just in its structure, in the sense that it is five games and every team plays once, so no double headers. One tonight, two Saturday, two Sunday. But it's a nice, it's a neat little way to package the round. We don't see it very often, Liam, but it, it's uh, from a from a fixturing perspective and a fan perspective to so know your teams only playing once and here's their chance across the course of the weekend is a bit of a different look isn't it yeah it is it is a little bit of a different look there was for some reason i thought okay well that makes sense because we must
1: be leading directly into the fever break so everyone plays once and then we it's it's kind of equal in that regard but but no we've got another one after that before that comes about um so yeah it's a a chance to see everybody roll out once they can all prepare for that one particular matchup get their scouts straight get out there on the floor and
0: You know, a lot of teams desperate to grab a win. Uh, If there's one team that would be pleased about the fact they're only playing once this week, I'd say it would be New Zealand because they go to Perth tonight, the the toughest trip in the league. Um, The Wildcats are up and about all of a sudden after a couple of wins last weekend. Did you see enough from Perth to have a bit more confidence in them going forward now? Well, it's particular to how you put that?
1: The answer is yes. Did I see enough of them to have a bit more confidence? Yes. I saw um, a a heightened desire to defend and rebound. That's important. I saw a, 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 a sharper focus on getting Bryce Cotton moving, getting him the ball and helping him out. Guys looking to set screens, dribble handoffs, constantly looking to get Bryce the rock. So they were three things that were super important to getting this team going, and then a bit of a shuffling of the deck chairs in terms of the lineup as well. So yes, a bunch of ticks in that regard, um, but I'm not still not sure they're one of the top kind of teams in, in this league in terms of you know the way they go about things. Um, we'll see. We'll see what kind of run that they can go on, but a bit more confidence, yes. And they'll be taking that into the jungle in front of that passionate Red Army, and They'll be kind
0: of trying to uh, benefit from that momentum. They didn't start the season hoping they could garner a bit of confidence, though. That's for sure. Uh, the Wildcats, it is such a tough tr- trip for the Breakers. If they, if they came away with a win, New Zealand, how significant could that be? Because to me, it's sort of got that season-defining type thing written all over it. Um. Well, they're two and five. So they could be playing, they're
1: playing in Perth, but they could be playing in Cairns, Tassie, or on the moon. And this would be a super important game for them. It, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. When you're two and five, you just desperately need a win. And, you know, it was clear that this period of time without Zylan Cheatham was going to be difficult for them. Um, and it, as a result, you know, they got that win over Cairns, which was great. They took the L in, in Sydney, but they were right there. I've been impressed with the way they've played last week. It will be big for them. It's it's not like knocking off Melbourne United or or uh, the Sydney Kings right now. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, one of those top teams that is playing super well. They're playing against a team that was a week ago in a similar type of hole. Uh, but always good to win in the jungle. Always very very good to, when you've got a to, loo- to, to win when you've got a losing record, like the
0: Breakers do now. I'm going to get you to plant your flag. Who wins tonight? I think the Breakers. Yeah, I think the breakers. Okay, that'll be uh, that'll be such an interesting game to watch tonight. Uh, the two Saturday games there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of urgency in this. For Illawarra, isn't there? Cairns are undermanned, They go up there. Um they can't win this, but Cairns at home is a tough assignment. Um, but but this is this just shapes up as a big chance for the for the Hawks to pinch one.
1: Before before I speak to that, I love the way you just slip little turns
0: and phrases in there, Joel. Was the plant the flag moon related? Maybe you you led <laughs> me into it. You just take, you got the wheels turning. I enjoy that.
1: Um, yeah, big game for the Hawks in a similar type of vein as 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 what it is for the Breakers out out west, right? Like you're you're last in the league. What are they? Two and six. One of those wins was against a super undermanned Phoenix team at the time. And the other one of those wins was the buzzer beater that, you know, credit to him, but geez, you don't want to rely on that happening too often to get Ws. So it's been a rough trot and um, it's never easy to win in Cairns, you know, like it's tough to win on the road in this league and that's a tough environment. And Adam Ford will have that team ready to bounce back. So. Um, big game. That's a big game against those kind of uh, regional teams. It might slide a little under the radar for you know for people who are generally more focused on the bigger franchises, but in the context of this season, that's a big game, particularly for the Hawks, who, as you say, are very, very much in trouble
0: of having their records slip away. So can three and four, the Hawks, as you say, two and six heading into that one to, to lead us off on Saturday. And then the nightcap is uh, over in the city of churches adelaide and tassie clint Steindl plays his 300th game which is a big milestone it's been a great part of the league for for so long um and the sixers they fought their way back into that game against perth last week but, but they dug themselves a big big hole they cannot do that against tassie now nah, tassie won't let you
1: back in if you do that so um yeah good celebration for for clint Steindl. he's been a great you know a really good player in this league a two-time champion and is shooting the absolute heck out of the ball this season right now, shooting 60-something percent from three-point territory. So um,
0: big game for both teams. Absolutely. And then, of course, Sunday, we've got a throwdown. So Southeast Melbourne and Melbourne United, um, injuries for for Melbourne United, we know. Southeast Melbourne are in rhythm. That shapes up to be a, a, a really entertaining clash. Another big crowd there at John Kane Arena.
1: Yeah, always always a big game. And, um, you know, as you say, the Phoenix, Melbourne United, sorry, a little undermanned. We're waiting for updates with a couple of those guys. But the Phoenix, man, they feel they've got John Wall in the building throughout this week, you know, one of their part owners uh, around the group. And um, I think that they feel
0: poised. Pretty poised to make a big statement this weekend. It would be exactly that. And then Brisbane-Sydney, it'd be a big weekend on Brisbane Island, Liam, if, uh, if the boards can pull one out here. But just how the table shapes up at the moment, this, this is going to be a really important season series potentially between these two teams.
1: Yeah, and I, look, I think a lot of these teams, they see the FIBA break coming up around the corner. And th- this is kind of like, you know, teams have a focus of like, how do I close out quarters? How do I close out? Halves. I think teams are looking at this lip, this week and next week as how do we close out this first part of the season? Let's close it out well with a win or two, and um you know certainly Brisbane and Sydney, who have been good over
0: the first part of the season, will be feeling that way. All right. That we close out our week with uh, our, our Monday headlines. So this is sort of looking forward to the end of the weekend. What will be making news in the NBL as of Monday when this round is run and done? I'll kick us off today. Um, you've heard of birds of prey, Liam. I'm going with birds are prey. Hawks eaten by snakes in top, <laughs> the far north. Oh man, that what is it? The Cairns Post.
1: They'll uh, they'll have a, they'll have a good time with that for yep. sure. Okay, so you're not on the hawkies
0: nice.
1: in that one. All right, I, I'm I'm going for something related to the throwdown. When the Phoenix beat Melbourne United last year, there was a moment after the game where Alan Williams was pointing to the John Kane Arena, hardwood, yelling, this is our city. And I dare say they, that may happen again if they get the chocolates this weekend. And Alan Williams, I'm expecting a re-up and then a bit of a
0: headline splash across the Herald Sun on Monday morning. If there's one thing we know about Big Sauce he doesn't mind a celebration. He's got a few in the in the locker room, that is for sure. So you be able to pull something like that out. Liam, good fun. Uh, look forward to calling the Adelaide-Tassie game with you tomorrow night, of course, all the action on uh, on ESPN via KO across the course of the weekend. Enjoy your weekend to hoops, mate. Cheers, man. You too. Hopefully your team gets a W. Thanks to your company this week on NBL Now. We'll be back, of course, with the moments that matters in your feed on Sunday night. Enjoy your weekend to the Hungry Jacks NBL.